So I had this, um, I had this genius idea. You ready for this? <laughs> oh, well, what is that? <laughs> it's actually not a terrible idea. I'm gonna stop putting post credits on our episodes. And what I'm gonna do with those things instead is I'm gonna compile them in a track for weeks just like this. Ooh, where we don't have anything to talk where about? Where we don't have anything and I can put together a clip show and just fade them in and out. And I will have already done all the work. Just an outtakes episode. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. And we'll probably start with this, <laughs> with this as an intro to it. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. Save some of that stuff that would otherwise be on the cutting room floor. Good thinking. Yeah. I think it's good thinking. That was good thinking. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. So, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. You were not cutting me off. I'm just enjoying this Halloween cookie. <laughs> I thought you were out of Halloween stuff. That it was just that one candy you got. These are the stale cookies. Oh, the leftover. The like candy's the gone. Your kid candy. doesn't have candy. Does he still have candy? Oh, God. Yeah, last night, he sorted it all into bags. I, I don't let him eat the candy. Like, I mean, it's like he gets like <laughs> one piece. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get to eat all of it at once one thing i did discover last week was that he's hidden strategically hidden candy pieces around the house like Whoa. i found some behind some candles downstairs i found some behind the sound bar at the tv kit kats and tootsie rolls and stuff hidden all over the place that's pretty funny like, i mean my kid, kid leaves is- them all over the place but he's not exactly hiding it I don't know. My kid's either a genius or he's Hannibal Lecter. It's one of the two. There's no in between. <laughs> it's not to say Hannibal Lecter wasn't a genius. No, oh, I mean, he was a genius. That's for sure. Like Frazier, except he eats people. <laughs> so here's the other thing I had to kind of talk about this. Yeah. Is there a particular television show that got canceled that was the biggest disappointment for you from like network television or something? Okay, so... As far as a show that got every chance in the book, Arrested Development hurt really bad Uh, when it it was initially canceled at the end of the third season. I'm glad they got to, to quote unquote, wrap it up in season three before they produced a season four and a season five later on for Netflix to Mm -hmm. varying degrees of quality. I happen to like most of it, but it does not hold a candle to those first three seasons. But I'll tell you what. It works better re-edited, right? Didn't they re-edit it? Yes, they re-edited season four, and it did work a little bit better that way. Yeah, yeah. But the show that killed me, and it was a critical darling when it came out on NBC. It ran for two seasons. It was a show called Boomtown. Are you familiar Uh, with Boomtown? No, I once tried to pitch a comic book called Boomtown. (laughs) So here's Boomtown. This is the DVD collection of season one of Boomtown. Was that right next to American Gladiators on your shelf? Uh, no, it is It is sandwiched between Batman the Animated Series and Chappelle's show. Oh, okay, so it is alphabetized, though. Oh, 100% alphabetized. <laughs> Except my Criterion shelf, and this is going to piss a lot of people off, but my Criterion shelf is in spine number order. So just people will get mad about that. For those of you out there who have a Criterion shelf... well yeah anyway organize it um, the way you'd like folks honestly don't let brian influence the way that you 
decide to uh, organize your criterion shelf. Numerical order all the way, baby. <laughs> so Boomtown was a show that ran on NBC in, I want to say like 2002, 2004. Ensemble cast and... The concept of the show was that each episode was about a, like a crime, and different segments of the show told the entire story from the perspectives of each individual character. So each individual character would have a segment that's about eight minutes long, and they might overlap in parts. It would okay. progress non-linearly, so what you saw first might be the middle thing that happens in the story. Okay. Right? It was an inventive challenging show there was nothing else on tv like it and it was so good the ensemble cast was great it included mark Wahlberg. uh it included <laughs> let's see i thought you were trying to sell this show <laughs> maybe maybe not maybe fuck yourself uh sorry not mark Wahlberg. donnie Wahlberg. oh my bad oh donnie Wahlberg was on the cast lana paria McKelty Williamson, Neil McDonough, who has the beautiful blue eyes, was a cast member, and just a tremendous show. Critically, one of the highest acclaimed shows of that TV season. Could not catch the viewership. It did get a second season that, get this, completely abandoned the conceit of the entire show. So yeah. the thing that made it unique, which was the varying viewpoints was abandoned in favor of a typical linear cop show. And, predictably, even with the addition of Vanessa Williams to the cast, it <laughs> tanked in the second season. I only own the first season, for what it's worth. The second yeah. season, I think they canceled the second season before it even finished airing, and the remaining episodes aired on Bravo. Oh, wow. Just the totally inglorious end to what was That's too bad. the best show of the 2004 television season. Yeah. I'm not familiar with that show. I actually remember like promos for it and whatnot, but I was one of those people that didn't watch the show. Yeah. Ooh, you blew it. Maybe if I had been tuning in, we'd still have Boomtown today. <laughs> one of my favorite pilots ever. Like the pilot lets you know what this show is, sets up everything. I wonder if it's streaming anywhere. I I couldn't tell you. I mean, I have DVD box set. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I got what I need, folks. You yeah. find it. Is that not an NBC show, was it? It was an NBC show. Oh, yeah. maybe it's on Peacock. I can't imagine it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to check real quick. The one that I always point to when that question is posed to me is the American version of Life on Mars. Ah, I was just thinking about this one, too, because believe it or not, last week at Trivia, I asked a question about Life on Mars. Oh, wow. The question was, what decade did he travel back to? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a pretty easy one, I hope. Well, a lot of people got it, surprisingly. I don't know. Some of these guys are, well, they don't, they don't know. TV from more than five years ago, unless it's The Office. But yeah, oh, Life on Mars was great. It's one where I really feel like the American version was really very good. Right. And that's the one I'm talking about. Just not a pale shadow of the British version. Yeah, the British version got to run out its run because British television did about eight episodes of one season and said, okay, well, that was our story and that's it. You know, the American version had to kind of rework that for 22 episodes of television and 
and again, some kind of story that they could proceed to a second season if necessary. But I felt like that was really, really very good, and I was sorry to see it go. I feel like its problem was they changed the ending for the American version. Yeah, like something what had happened much, to him. Much, much worse. <laughs> I agree, because in the British version, wasn't he just in a coma? Yeah, yeah. In the American version, he was literally like an astronaut in hypersleep. Yeah, and they set up a program for him to run to, you know, keep his mind occupied while he's in hypersleep. And he decides that he wants to be a cop in 2010 or whatever it was. Yeah. And, like, that's his story. And it getting mixed up into him traveling back to the 70s and being confused about being a... 2010 cop and a 1970s cop when in reality he's neither of those things what kind of resolution is that (laughs) it's just this it's the sort of resolution you get when your show's not renewed (laughs) yeah no exactly and that's the problem because it more or less got canceled and they butchered it i feel like i'm not sure that it would have ended the way that it did and in other news i don't see boomtown on peacock Ah, I got another show for you. You can look for this on Peacock, too, because I think this was also an NBC show. Do you remember the TV series Awake from 2012? Is that the one where he is a policeman in one life? No, the son, the son survives in one life and dies in the other. Oh, and then the other, the wife dies. Yes, so Jason Isaacs is living in two universes, one where his wife died and one where his son died. And when he goes to sleep, he wakes up in the other universe. Yeah. Right? Right. Another high concept show that only lasted one season and never really got resolved. I was in for that one, man. Like, I thought that was a cool idea. It had B.D. Wong in it. It had Cherry Jones. B.D. Wong and Cherry Jones played the therapists he was seeing in each respective reality which is another really cool element to the show but man that was a that was a trip and i wish that it had gotten more than it got yeah the other one and i don't remember too much about it now except for the concept but there was one called early edition about this guy that had tomorrow's newspaper a day early right early edition had kyle chandler of Friday Night Lights on it. It had Fisher Stevens. It had, oh, Christy Swanson was on there at one point. Max Wright, the dad from ALF, was on there at one point. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, my favorite, the most Jewish name in television in the 80s and 90s, Picket Fence's own, Fivish Finkel. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And Boston Public. I know that guy from Boston Public. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was some good shows. Early edition kind of quantum leap-ish. Yeah, it's a time travel-ish kind of thing. Kinda. It's Changing. just that the news- people aren't time traveling. The newspaper is. But yeah, it was about saving people before things happened to them. So yeah, that we got to cover the pilot episode of early edition. <laughs> oh, man. That'd probably be good. I think it would be fun. Yeah. Be a matter of finding it. Given that this is, in fact, a Quantum Leap podcast. Is it um, still? <laughs> it, uh, yeah, theoretically, yeah. yes. I was reading a little bit again from the showrunners. 
I cannot believe that you don't like this episode. Blows my mind. I was so convinced of my dislike of this episode. And the funny thing is, like, the farther away from it I got today, like, the more I thought about it. When I was combing back over my notes, I was like, man, I really don't think I liked this episode very much. Yeah, that's nuts. But, yeah, I really do think part of it was that there were stretches where I just literally could not see what was going on. Like, it was just so dark, especially when they get into the room. Hmm. Well, the secret room in the library. Yeah. The lighting choices in this episode were really off-putting to me. Although the candlelight in that room is a nice touch. It's a little romantic. Right, sure. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I do need to watch it again, though, because, again, the, the Ben and Hannah stuff, which is the core of this episode, I did enjoy Well, I, I find it interesting. I'm a little glad to see that there's finally a situation where I like an episode that you don't. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah, I know. But, uh, that is unusual. That's, that's, that is the first time this has happened. It's like the two of them together so much. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know me in romance. <laughs> I wondered if you were going to bring up that I'm on Blue Sky. And you don't even follow me on Blue Sky. What the F, man? <laughs> I, I just don't even... I can't believe it. <laughs> I think every day I become more like a granddad. Yeah. Oh, sure. I think I followed him on that computer device there. <laughs> One trick is to tell him stories that don't go anywhere. Like the time I caught the ferry over to Shelbyville. I did not. That computer device. Yeah. Well, now I actually have to try and be socially active. It's more difficult to come up with ideas to post than... I might have thought. Tonight I posted, because we watched The Santa Claus tonight, ah. which is a movie I fucking hate. Oh, really? Um, I thought I people really loved that movie. I hate It's so bad. And it was like, I saw it theatrically in like whenever, 94 or whatever, and I was like, this is not good. <laughs> um, like the effects aren't good. The story's not very good. The It's, it's just... Like, it's a Christmas classic by virtue of the fact that it had a clever title and Tim Allen was in it. It's just not a good movie. Okay. But it's, my son's it's like summary... like a whole television series about it now. My son's summary of it, and this is about halfway through the movie. He killed Santa, and now Santa's ghost is going into him. <laughs> and the reindeers are trying to force him to do it. <laughs> That was his summation of what the Santa Claus was about. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess you're kind of right. It's close. Yeah. That's funny. Killed Santa. <laughs> That's a very interesting way to start a Christmas movie. It's really morbid. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, like, he just fucking Hun dies. Hundreds of years this guy's been jumping on house roofs, and this is the first time he's fallen off. Yeah. There are effect shots in that movie that look like they were boosted from The Last Starfighter. <laughs> and and The Last Starfighter is... I like that. It has effects that are appropriate for the time that it was made. This movie was made ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> After Jurassic Park came out. <laughs> well, I'm like, nope, sorry. I never actually saw this movie. That's... It's rough. It's, <laughs> it's real rough. I assumed it was good. I thought a lot of people liked that movie, but they do. They do. 
uh, they're wrong. And I tried to convince everybody that before tonight. Like, Jacqueline's like, I want to watch the Santa Claus. I was like, no, no, you don't. No, Wait, none does of us she still watch like it? Are you still in the minority ha- in your house? We haven't talked. She fell asleep during it. That's why I couldn't. It took me so long to get started is I had to get her out of this room. Once, <laughs> once I got Miles to bed, I had to come back in here. And I was like, I need you to leave. <laughs> I've got super important Quantum Leap podcasting to do. Yeah. People are people are depending on us. I have literally three listeners that want to hear this, <laughs> and one of them's Nate. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Gotta get my earbuds untangled here. Hold on. A second. <laughs> I need AirPods. Go the way of the future like all the kids these days. I thought we were going back to bulky things. Is that what You we're... know, like Beats by Dre, I felt like we were going back into the, the, the that world where we had massive headphones. That's true. I, I think that was a fad for a minute, wasn't it? Yeah. I had my hopes up. <laughs> Look at those kids. They know what they're doing. I needed a new heel for my shoe. So I decided to go to Morganville. Which is what they call Shelbyville in those days. That's right. And next they're going to have boom boxes on their shoulders walking down the corner. Yeah. There we go. Nobody carries heavy things anymore for pure entertainment. Nobody does it. Now it's all these little little Bluetooth speakers <laughs> that you're supposed to take to the beach. Wouldn't sand get in it? I'm like, I'm not taking anything technological to the beach. Yeah, I know. It's just too easy to to lose. Like, it's funny because cellular phones, like the thing that was making them so futuristic, they got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And then they became like TVs. They're like bigger, bigger, bigger. (laughs) Yeah, so they're like bigger, bigger, bigger. Okay. All right. So when did you finally get to watch this thing? I watched it last night. Now, once I was home from trivia, I, I, I watched it. And just as it ended, Miles came in the room. So it's like it barely finished before I was interrupted yet again. <laughs> the life like, of a family damn. man. Yeah. All right. Well, my notes are kind of haphazard is what I'll yeah. call them this time. I didn't uh, polish anything today. I will tell you that. Like, Uh-oh. I have, you do have, have time to... My notes are as they normally are. I felt like I came into last week like way more prepared than usual. Uh, well, you're you, you're still prepared to do the synopsis, though. Oh, I mean, like that's that's no doubt. But I, I, I kind of had things separated out in, in bold faced and like standard type and things last week. And this week, I don't have that. Now, see, I'm back to I'm back to analog. I got my oh, okay. notebook. I'm working with paper and pen over here. Okay, Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) So I tied an onion to my belt, which was the style at the time. Now, to take the ferry cost a nickel, and in those days, nickels had pictures of bumblebees on them. Give me five bees for a quarter, you'd say. Now, where were we? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you've got your recorder going and everything? Yeah, it's, it's going. Okay. All right, here we go. The mid-season. Grandpa needs his reading glasses, too. (laughs) Can't read my own notes. (laughs) All right, right, here we go. 
Oh, oh, what is this? Again? Oh boy! <laughs> uh, all right. Oh boy! What I think is strange, though, is what leads him to get out of the horse-drawn carriage that he's sitting in when he leaps in. Oh, oh, oh! Because he finds the room key. And wants to go to Cairo because he, he's found the key. He wants to go over there, but they're headed in the other direction. I the get guy's that. like, get out. <laughs> Obviously, Michael Allison got in that for a reason and was going that direction for a reason. Now, I would say that we don't know how adept Michael Allison is at his job. <laughs> well, that's true, but and, neither does and- Ben. Michael Allison has been summoned to Cairo by a mysterious operative and doesn't really know who this person is. And in the original history, Addison reveals, Michael never made contact with this person. And so part of me thinks that Michael Allison just was like, hey, well, I'd love to see some, uh, you know, pyramids. And he wasn't British. He just worked out of London. But you get the point. (laughs) I don't know. He's playing like a desk jockey. He's an analyst, right? This is Michael Allison's chance to get out in the field and do something cool. And also Ben's chance to do awesome spy stuff. Even yeah. though Addison's like, oh, it's not that fun. She's like a buzzkill the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I... You're probably going to get killed, you know. Just strikes me as odd that he would just immediately start doing the opposite of what he was doing when he leaped in. Like, hey, well... If it I mean, were me... I'd be like, okay, well, let me just get my bearings and figure out where I'm going. Where is this thing taking me? Like, obviously, I got into it for a reason. The the root cause of all of this is there's something here to change, so I might as well start changing stuff right now. (laughs) I guess that's a way to look at it. Let's go this direction, see what happens. But at least, like you said, he knew where to go because we had the hotel room key, and he almost immediately meets up with his superior in the CIA, Lou Diamond Phillips. Um, Quick commercial break here. I don't know if you get the same commercials I do, but the Capital One commercial with John Travolta that's playing on Peacock. Are you talking about the one where he's Santa Claus? The one where he's Santa Claus. Okay. This commercial is making me want a John Travolta Santa, Santa Claus movie, movie, right? Of course. It's, I am into this commercial. He I looks like good. He looks good. He looks he, great. He acts great like he's a charming Santa. Yep. Like, did you see this he's thing? groovy right? and magic, man. As weird as it is to think of John Travolta as a Santa Claus figure... The more harrowing experience I had this week was that there's evidently a new, maybe Hallmark movie for the holidays. I think it's a Hallmark or one of those channels, you know, that does all the home for the holidays kind of, right. you know, single Lifetime. mom has to find a husband movies at Christmas time. That features Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, my gosh. Playing a grandmother. <laughs> yeah, my wife has been going on about this all day. All day. I'm not <laughs> One of lying. my friends... One of my friends sent that to me, and my response was, nah, 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 nah. (laughs) (laughs) Forget it. If you don't know who Melissa Joan Hart is out there, Clarissa explains it all. Honestly, my wife has brought this up three times today. It's a hard truth to live with. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But I just made a note of it 
in summary, Travolta as Santa, thumbs up. Melissa Joan Hart as Grandma, I'm not here for it. <laughs> I don't want to see that either. Although, fine Grandma. She's a bit, <laughs> bit gilfy, I guess, but I mean, like, I'm not really, God. I don't need this yet. I honestly don't really know what she looks like today. She's fine. Yeah, She's yeah. Anyway, it's a little commercial break there because I, I'm really into Travolta Santa. <laughs> and Kurt Russell Santa. Kurt Russell's a great Santa, too. Man, right? Yeah. Anyway, Merry Christmas, everyone. Anyway, back to your regular scheduled programming. Christmas movie. You wrote some Christmas movie trivia questions tonight. Wow. Throw me one. Got one? Hang on a second. Okay, so one of the questions I asked... That I thought this was I, what I thought was a pretty easy question, pretty gettable question. Okay, gettable. Even question. if you don't know, you could probably get it. Okay. What, what two Muppets appear as Jacob and Robert Marley oh, in yeah. the Muppet Christmas Carol? Yeah, yeah, Statler and Waldorf. Right, and a lot of people wrote like Bert and Ernie, or like Elmo and Kermit. I'm like, you guys are in for a fucking ride tonight <laughs> because like that was like that's one of that the was best, supposed to be. Man. That was supposed to be pretty easier. One of my, I, I had complete the quote: "Mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it, but a blank can be even deadlier if you mean it." A kiss. Yeah. Um. Anybody get that one? Yeah, a couple teams got that one. Uh, that's a good question for people this, like us. So one of the, God, like the original questions in the set was. <laughs> Like I saw it, I was like, you've got it. Nobody's going to get this. I know these people. None of them are going to get it. Um, Let's see. The original question was... Complete the quote. Okay. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, except for the four assholes coming in the back in blank. Is that from Reindeer Games? It's it's from Die Hard, and the answer is standard oh. two by two cover formation. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> no one's gonna get that. So instead, I asked. <laughs> uh, I know I know Die Hard, so I'm so, yeah. I can't. That's a it. that's a hard question. Um, but instead, I asked in Die Hard, what message does John McClane write for Hans Gruber on the body of dead terrorist Tony Vresky? Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Exactly. And only two teams got it. I was like, you really? guys never would have gotten that two-by-two two formation question. Yeah, seriously. That Lucas, the Lucas Theater downtown here in Savannah, uh-huh. um, several years back they did, um, they were just showing Christmas movies, like, uh, you know, old Christmas movies, and one of them was Die Hard. And you got, like, a free ticket if you came dressed up or something, you know, like that. Oh, okay. You have and, uh, actual glass old, in your feet? <laughs> no, I had an old uh, I had an old cruddy sweatshirt, and I got some red um, T-shirt paint, and now I have a machine mm. gun. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, they That's took great. my picture for the, for the Lucas photo theater and That's all that great. jazz. Uh, are you set up over there? Yeah, I'm good. I've actually got this thing going already, so um, if you want to line us up. Okay.
Was that full of enough holiday cheer for everyone? Maybe. <laughs> I'll yeah. Good job on your poem. Wow. All I came up with was ho 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 boy. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's was pretty it? good. I thought that was pretty terrible myself. Uh, uh, it was pretty great. Um, <laughs> man, I was so like when I came up with a poem, I was like, oh my god, I'm just I'm going for it. Yeah. And it just like it just sort of wrote itself. <laughs> this thing writes itself. Yeah. Baby on board, something, something, <laughs> Burt Ward. <laughs> it's like writes itself. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. That was fun. All right. Good times. Oh boy, it's a Quantum Leap clip show. My name is Nate, and there must be something wrong with the imaging chamber because I look around and I am here by myself tonight. Listen, no one likes a clip show. Good thinking. Yeah. I think it's good thinking. That was good thinking. I'm proud of myself. (laughs) The season two finale of Star Trek The Next Generation was a clip show. I mean, what are we doing? But... At least this is new content of sorts. Look, I just wanted to jump on at the tail end and thank everyone for listening. Whether you've migrated over here from the Paprika feed, which I know is kind of winding down, or you're new to the show, it's all appreciated. Reports are suggesting that Quantum Leap may not be back until March of this year. That's Longer than we might have suspected, but Brian and I have come up with several topics, some fun things to discuss between now and then, and we'll try to put new shows out every two weeks or so until Ben is leaping on the airwaves once again. Starting next episode, we're going to cover a movie that is very much akin to this Hannah and Ben plot thread that we're all so enamored with. Now, this is a movie I have not seen, but Brian assures me that this is particularly relevant given the potential of a time travel romance between Ben Song and Hannah Carson. The Time Traveler's Wife, starring Eric Bana and Rachel McAdams. So, if you haven't seen it, go ahead, got some time, give it a watch, and then come back and discuss it with us. And as I mentioned, I am here by myself tonight. But if Brian were here around this time, I suspect he'd be saying something like, Well, folks, uh, thanks for listening. Hey, why don't you let us know what you thought of this episode? You can shoot us an email at oboyqlpod at gmail.com. Did you love it? Did you hate it? What about that Jen, huh? Hmm... Tell us all about it. Remember to subscribe to the feed so you never miss an episode, and be sure to review the show and tell all your Quantum Leap-loving buddies about it. We're also available on YouTube in an audio format, and you can like, comment, and subscribe there as well. Find us on social media if you dare. You might need one of those quantum chips. (laughs) (laughs) Like like Ian got. You need a black market quantum (laughs) chip to find Nate on social media. I am slightly easier to find. I'm... At Captain Burn, C A P T N B E R N on Blue Sky. 
I am at Action Nate on Blue Sky, folks. How'd you do it? I don't know. (laughs) It showed up in the email, but I can tell you all that are out there listening, my podcast buddy, pal, partner here, has yet to follow me on Blue Sky. Is that right? I thought I automatically (laughs) did. Oh, never mind. No. no. Uh, I'll have to to get on that. I am uh, (laughs) at Action Nate on Blue Sky and Threads as well. I think I got the alert, like, Action Nate is on Blue Sky, and I'm like, you don't say. Swipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm also on threads, uh, Martin. But folks, thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'm Brian. And I'm Nate. And we'll be here in the waiting room. The important thing was that I had an onion on my belt, which was a style at the time. They didn't have white onions because of the war. The only thing you could get was those big yellow ones.